Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Happy Monday, Playmakers. It's me, your host, Michelle Caruana, and I am so happy to be here today, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And real quick, before we get into the good stuff, I just want to remind you really quickly that the best way to show support for me or for the show, if you find any of this information or any of these episodes helpful, is to leave a super quick rating and review wherever you are listening. It really does help so much and I appreciate it so much. And more importantly, I appreciate you. So again, thanks for tuning in today. All right. Anyways, so today we are talking about something a little bit different and that is hosting the occasional pay what you want or pay what you can event at your indoor playground business. Now, this is something that we did try out on two different occasions at our space And we absolutely loved it both times. And both were a smashing success, even though they were very different and we held them for very different reasons. Now, to be honest, I had to like go back in the archives and really rack my brain. I feel like we did this more than two times and I don't remember any bad experiences, but these are the two best experiences that really stand out in my mind. So the first time we did it, was to raise money for a specific piece of play equipment that I really wanted in our space. But this was like just a couple months after we opened, we went through a really rough summer season because 
it was before I realized how seasonal the business was going to be and how risky it was going to be to rely on open play traffic, right? This is way back before I really had everything figured out. We were struggling, right? We were going through it these first couple of months after we opened because I didn't have anyone, you know, when I was getting ready to open to tell me what to do, what not to do, what works, what didn't work. And honestly, that's a big reason why I create this free content and especially why I create my Play Cafe Academy program and have my Playmaker Society membership. I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I just remember feeling so alone and so hopeless during those couple months. And while we were one of the lucky ones who ended up figuring out figuring it all out and reaching that breakthrough where we were very profitable and we went on to a licensed location and all that good stuff. Again, this was when we were still going through it. So again, in those first couple months, one of the first things that I identified as something missing in our space was something that was more gross motor focused. I went way too heavy in the imaginative play. And I talk about this all the time on my YouTube channel. I'm going to talk about it again this week, but I just didn't have enough gross motor activities for customers or for kids to climb and jump and slide and things like that. So I slowly had to add them over time. But this one piece of equipment, this climbing caterpillar, the one that you see now in so many indoor playground spaces, but happy to say we were one of the first but I just didn't have the money for it, but I knew it would be such an amazing addition because gross motor play and equipment and climbing things is something that people were constantly asking for. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to meet you guys in the middle. I will buy this, but I need you to help me out just a little bit. So what I did was, because again, this was in the summer, so we didn't have quite as many birthday parties booked. We didn't have a lot of summer camps booked because again, this was before I figured out how to diversify our revenue streams to take that seasonality out of our business. But what I did was I opened some weekend hours where we normally wouldn't be open because again, normally we would be hosting birthday parties. So I said, you know what, if you come in and play during this, I think it was like a four hour block on a Saturday afternoon, I decided to work it because, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I decided to work it. I brought my kids and I said, you know what, if you show up, instead of charging you normal play admission, you can pay whatever you want. I'm going to set out some activities and crafts. And honestly, these activities were just some things that we had left over from other events and other birthday parties and things like that. I had, you know, a little bin of favors that had been left over from other birthday parties set out for kids to take. I said, you know what? It's going to be really fun. I'm going to order, you know, some snacks and things like that. And you can come and play and you have a chance to make this business a little bit your own and you can pay what you want. And we're going to put 100% of the proceeds from this event to purchasing this Caterpillar, something that you guys have been telling me that you really, really want. And man, did our community show up. We were super busy during those four hours. We way exceeded our goal. And I made sure to tell people like, hey, we reached our goal like within the first hour. So here's where we're going to put the rest of the money, right? We're going to buy new costumes. We're going to, you know, go through our list of things that you guys have asked for and pieces of feedback that you've asked us to implement. And we're going to literally go down the line and implement as much as we can with this money. We restocked the bathrooms with diapers that people could take and use, wipes, all that good stuff. 
So that was the first event that we had. And we're going to talk logistics in just a second, but that was the first event. The second one was for not as fun of a reason, but it was still a success nonetheless. So in our first um, year in business, we had an amazing employee. She was pregnant with her third child and she was just so kind-hearted. She really formed a relationship with so many of our customers and we just loved her so much. And I, I'm saying love like it's in the past tense. It's just because I moved away and I kind of lost touch with her. But if you're listening, hey, DM me on Instagram. I'd love to know what you're up to. But she was pregnant with her third child at the time and she ended up facing an injury at her home. And I'm not going to get into the details because it's not my story to share, but she had this like freak accident injury and it caused her to go into labor at like 25 weeks and she had a micro preemie. So I didn't really know exactly how to raise money or how to go about these fundraising events at the time. So I said, you know what? We're fresh off the heels of this Caterpillar event. I think it was like six months later. I was like, let's do the exact same thing and allow people to play on a weekend slot where we wouldn't normally be open for open play. And let's let them pay what they want or bring gift cards for local restaurants. So this family can order takeout during this time of need, right? As they're raising two little kids while also having to go back and forth to the NICU and recover and all this stuff. So again, we had this play event. I worked it myself so that we could get as much profit as possible. And so I wouldn't have to pay an employee for it, but our employees did end up volunteering a little bit of their time, which was so kind. I had neighbors helping me work. My mom helped me. My husband watched the kiddo. So it was just great. But we raised so much money for this family. And especially in those gift cards, so many people, even if they weren't coming to play, just dropped off unused gift cards from Grubhub or DoorDash, or again, local restaurants to give to this family so that they didn't have to worry about getting a warm meal on the table for their other two kiddos during this super difficult time. So that I would definitely consider a success. And this family was so grateful. And our local news station actually picked it up. And a family member of that employee actually set up a GoFundMe. So the news station shared both our event and the link to the GoFundMe. So Again, people could either come in person and make a contribution, or if they didn't have kids or they couldn't make it for whatever reason, they could also donate online to the GoFundMe. So again, that one was definitely a success, and I'm so happy that we did it. So now, logistically, when we did this back in 2016, I was not quite as tech-savvy as I am now, and there also weren't as many fancy tools for collecting payments as there are now. So I just had people register with their name and email just using an opt-in form on my website, and then they would pay or make a contribution when they arrived. So we would either accept cash or we would just use the miscellaneous item key on our register to ring them up with an item with the price that they chose. So we would just hit miscellaneous item. Our point of sale system at the time would allow us to just type in a price. And then they could swipe their credit card and everything was good. They would get a receipt if they wanted to keep that for their tax records or anything like that. Now, to be honest, this was kind of awkward, especially when I was the one personally working, right, as the owner. Because if people paid what they felt might be too little, even though honestly, I really tried to emphasize that anything was a huge help, I'm sure they were feeling judged by me or if they couldn't give as much as the person in front of them or behind them. And on the flip side, if somebody made a relatively large contribution, 
I felt like I needed to like perform or do a trick for them or shoot confetti in the air or something. It can get weird when you work it this way, let's just say. (laughs) So now I'm actually trying the strategy out in my online business. And yes, don't worry, I will be reporting back on how well it works and how it feels because I know it's a little bit different than what I've done in the past. But to sum it up, for my Book More Birthdays Challenge this year, which is something I do every October, I decided that I wanted to be much more hands-on with the participants. I decided that this year I want to give a lot more guidance and spend a lot more time answering questions. And I also wanted people to to take the challenge seriously and actively participate. In years past, we've had a ton of people register, but not a lot of people participate because it was a free challenge. And I think making it free and not holding people, you know, accountable by asking them to put even just a dollar into the, you know, of skin into the game. I think I did them a real disservice because they were just not as motivated or engaged and they didn't get as good of results from the challenge as they could have. So again, I think that people are going to get much better results and be much more motivated to participate this year. Just even having that little bit of skin in the game. So I got a little ahead of myself, but instead of the challenge being free this year, I decided to make it a paid live challenge and it starts October 23rd. But because I also want it to be really affordable, even if someone is coming out of a slow season in their business, we all know that September just outright sucks for most indoor playground businesses. And even if an owner just doesn't have a ton of extra cash to spare, or if a prospective owner is, you know, listening right now and just pouring every spare dollar into their build out, I wanted to make it affordable for anyone. So I decided to try out this pay what you can method because it worked so well in the past. So you can check this out live. It's, you know, available right now using the first link in the show notes, or just type in michellecarawana.com slash 2023 birthday challenge. So 2023 birthday challenge, no spaces. So I'm using Thrivecart for people to check out this year, which is an absolutely amazing checkout tool. And it allows for this pay what you can feature. And again, you can test it out by just clicking that link in the show notes. Even if you don't want to participate, it might be helpful to see this pay what you want feature in action. And because my business now exists solely online and my challenges are all live, but virtual, I needed an online option, right? People can't just show up at my house with cash. (laughs) So if you are one of the first 100 people to register, you can choose your price starting at just $1. And after that, after those first 100 people register, it will be $37 to participate. But I already posted this in our closed group, but If you are a Playmaker Society member, you can test this out all you want, but do not pay to register. You already know this challenge is absolutely free for you. You don't need to pay a cent. But if you're not a Playmaker Society member for whatever reason, again, sign up. And if you're one of the first 100, you can choose your price. And you can thank this year's sponsor, Aluvi, for making this possible. While this challenge will not get into any specific tech or point of sale systems, they did generously sponsor this challenge so that I could test the strategy out. So if you're looking for a new all-in-one system to manage your indoor playground business, you can book a call with them in the show notes. But again, even though they sponsored this challenge, 
we aren't getting into point of sale systems or anything tax specific. It is for anyone that books birthday parties, whether that's a soft play rental business, a balloon artist, a face painter, someone that does character rentals or bounce house rentals, or an indoor playground business owner. This challenge is for you. All right, so I wanted to share that so that you could test the strategy out for yourself and just see how it feels for you as a customer because I think being on both sides of the equation is very helpful. So while I think these events, especially in your brick and mortar, can work amazingly well in certain situations, like to raise money for a charity or a cause you care about or a person you care about, or to purchase an exciting new play piece, There are definitely both pros and cons to integrating the strategy. So let's talk about them. So here are some pros of doing the occasional pay what you can or pay what you want event. Number one, community inclusivity. So these events can ensure that families from all economic backgrounds have the opportunity to enjoy your facility, thereby enhancing the diversity and community connection at your playground. I've also talked about hosting events where customers can bring in donations of food or physical goods for families in need as their quote-unquote admission, but to be clear, this concept is a bit different, so if you want more on that specific strategy, go back and listen to episode 121 of this podcast. It's one of my favorites. All right, the second pro is brand goodwill. So the positive word of mouth generated by such events can significantly uplift your brand image. So demonstrating social responsibility and a commitment to community welfare can lead to increased customer loyalty and positive word of mouth, giving you an edge in a competitive market. So again, even if you're raising money for your own business, if you're allowing people to pay whatever they want to enter, especially if you're generally a higher price space, is definitely going to spread like wildfire in your community. And this will, of course, be even more significant if your pay-what-you-can event is geared at raising funds for a charity or a family in need in your community. All right, pro number three, people can definitely surprise you. So these occasional pay-what-you-can events can surprisingly contribute to revenue diversification. Some patrons will definitely contribute more than the average price, which will balance out those who contribute less, and that's okay. And this increased interest and traffic during such events, not just from the admission, but also from additional cafe and retail purchases made during the event, can contribute to long-term revenue increases. I couldn't believe those two times, even when we were just raising money for the Caterpillar. I was so surprised that some of our most loyal customers, people that were already monthly members, already booking birthday parties, already buying tickets to every event, I was so surprised at how much they were still willing to contribute because they really felt so much vested interest in our success and in our space. And they knew that this cool new play equipment would be great for their kids and would reinvigorate their kids' interest in playing in our space. All right, pro number four, marketing buzz. So the uniqueness and social appeal of pay-what-you-can events can absolutely create a marketing buzz, drawing media attention and fostering organic social media shares. This increased visibility can help in attracting more customers during regular days, thereby boosting your overall business. Now, if you need some help in getting your event in front of your local news stations and media companies and even influencers, 
go back and listen to episode 108 of this podcast where I give quick, easy, and free ways to make sure that your top stories like this are featured on your local news and in local newspapers. All right, last pro, pro number five. You can raise money for specific needs of your space. So if launching a fundraising campaign or like a Kickstarter for your business to maybe purchase that new piece of equipment or to give your space a facelift, if that doesn't feel quite right for you, a pay what you can event, like I mentioned at the top of this episode, can be a really fun way to both show that you're always working towards improving your space and your customer's experience while also allowing your customers to be directly involved further fostering the relationship between your business and its best and most loyal customers. Now, this may seem pretty inconsequential if you're still one of the only play spaces in town, but if competitors start popping up, you will absolutely wish that you had done a bit more to reward your best fans and customers and make them feel like a truly important part of your operation. So this could be a really fun way to allow them to play, maybe again during an off hours time, normally reserved for a party, and share how invested they are in your space, remaining a staple in your area. All right, some cons of occasional pay what you can events, because again, I always like to look at both sides of the coin. So number one, of course, revenue risk. The variable nature of contributions during these pay what you can events introduces an element of revenue volatility, right? We have no idea how people are going to react until we're actually at the event. This unpredictability in income can be challenging for businesses like ours operating on slim margins already and can complicate financial planning and sustainability, especially if you're doing these types of things all the time. So this is why I think these events are very cool for occasional fundraising, for community charities, or again, to raise money for something specific in your space. But hey, test this out. Maybe your customers will love it and maybe you'll make more than expected and surpass your goals. You just never know. And as you have likely already come to realize, this industry is all about adapting and innovating and trying new things, even if they feel a bit strange or unknown. All right, the second con is operational challenges. So if you don't require registration in advance, a spike in attendance during pay-what-you-can events can lead to customer service and operational hiccups, right? Long check-in lines, long waits for cafe items, busy, chaotic play environment, all that stuff. So managing larger crowds, maintaining service quality, and ensuring safety will necessitate additional resources and planning, which will incur extra costs. So Just be prepared that if you don't require registration in advance, this could be something that you face. A way to combat this, though, could be to have people choose their price in advance, like I'm doing with the Book More Birthdays Challenge. The downside, of course, is that people are generally more generous in person than they are behind a screen. As a middle ground, you can allow people to register in advance, but pay upon arrival, so you at least have a general idea of a headcount. Or you can have them pay ahead of time, but also allow people to contribute extra, maybe in the form of a tip jar or something like that at the actual event. All right, con number three, and this one is important. So value perception risk. 
there is an inherent risk associated with customers perceiving the value of your open play service as being equivalent to the lowest possible payment. So in my situation, I don't want people to think that I'm only going to give them a dollar worth of value from my book more birthdays challenge. I know it's worth way, way more than that, but I am taking this risk for future challenges, right? How can I expect them to pay regular price next time if I'm allowing them to get in for a dollar this year? So again, that's a risk I'm willing to take to test out this strategy, but I do know that this can potentially affect customer behavior and their willingness to pay standard rates either next year or for you as an indoor playground owner, your normal rate on normal days, impacting possible long-term profitability. Since we did these events at our indoor playground so rarely, we never saw this impact, but I could definitely see that happening if this strategy gets a bit overused. By evaluating these pros and cons through the lens of your specific business priorities and mission and your overall strategy, you can surely figure out a healthy balance between community engagement and sustainable growth. Crafting a thoughtful approach to these events can lead to a mutually beneficial relationship between your business and the community it serves, ensuring long-term success and societal impact. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was something a little bit different to you know, throw in the mix on a Monday. So again, if you want to see the strategy in action, head to the show notes or go to michellecarawana.com slash 2023 birthday challenge. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. And as I mentioned at the beginning, your reviews and ratings of this podcast are what keep me going. So please, 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 if this was helpful, head to the show notes or head to rather your podcast player and leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right, have a great week.